just the one right here. Just the one right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See ever since I made my first play, it's been up, it's been up, and it's stuck, and it's stuck. See I done got my muscle up. Daddy never taught me how to run it up, run it up. That's just tough, that's just tough. But fuck it, we still gon' buck. See I done made a little money in my Adidas sneakers, yeah. flipping chips and juice in school in Arlington High School bleachers. Oh, Went to flipping beats for fake jerseys and bootleg sneakers, bootleg. to selling dope in clubs and pubs. Now they beg me to teach them. Try to me. spread positivity, but it's hard to Set reach them. Niggas dissing like I ain't hearing. I'ma had to sneak them. Uh, Niggas preaching like TD Dakes, but I ain't hearing reason. Uh, uh, I need that bag and all cash. This that hustle season. Bitch, shit, shit, shit. All I know is push it to the limit. Don't know what you doing if you ain't trying to get it. I'm trying to bat it to the fence. I made my first play and it's been up first since. Hey, it's been up first since. I made my first play and it's been up first since. Hey, it's been up first since. I made my first play and it's been up first since. Well, I guess I'm second up the best, so it's a must that I rip. When I hug the block, I punch the clock until I stack me a grip. Not one to let the slip ups count, I keep that eye on my hip. Don't let the pretty smile confuse your bitch, my body like a pit. I wouldn't say I'm the shit. Though some they think I'm the shit I prefer to stay humble, yet I wear the shit with it fit You see, I made my first play and it's been up first since Strategic with all investments, it gotta make sense I bet if it was a fifth, you probably had you a bag But you so invested in drip that you ain't thinking the stash Ran up some bands and washed my hands and now I'm busting they ass I leveled up, became a boss and now I'm swimming in cash, yeah all I know is push it to the limit. Don't know what you're doing if you ain't trying to wait. I'm trying to bat it to the fence. I made my first play and it's been up first since. Hey, it's been up first since. I made my first play and it's been up first since. Yeah. Hey, it's been up first since. I made my first play and it's been up first Started from the bottom, now we here. Slow rolling till a nigga switch gears. Haters whispering, but Bitch, I still hear him. I was dead broke. I made my first play, and it's yeah. been up very since. 14 off the porch, got the pack done good. 39th and Hillside, they shout out to John Good. Draped in all this gold, hey, I wish a nigga would. Cool, calm, and collective, but don't get misunderstood. Known around the city, but I started in the hood. I connected with the Migos, went retarded with the goods. Low key in the cut, and they don't know where he went. Bitch, I made my first play, and it's been up very since. All I know is push it to the limit. Don't know what you're doing if you ain't trying to wait. I'm trying to bat it to the fence. I made my first play and it's been up first since. Hey, it's been up first since. I made my first play and it's been up first since. Hey, it's been up first since. I made my first play and it's been up first since. The formula, the formula, the formula. Welcome to a special episode from Flyover Media. I'm excited. Uh, I haven't been, been in the studio for a while. I've been out traveling, but I have um, one of my favorite guests. He is uh, King Charmin, a.k.a. Black Aaron. Because <laughs> my, my co-host, and still co-host at times, is Aaron. 
So they're like, hey, you have an Aaron on. I was like, what's one? Black Aaron? Or... So we just call him Black Aaron. And uh, we have, with him, um, Excited, Trillion Cuts, um, local Indianapolis artist, Excited. Before the show started, we were talking about music. So welcome, fellas, to the studio. Appreciate thanks, you for thanks, having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the gift. I get a poster and a bracelet, which will be hung up with the other... I hang everything up. I get in here. I love it. Love when I, people bring me things. So because it's always good to talk about it. So, um, King, hit me up and you're like, hey, can I come down? Which I always enjoy. So you guys got some. Um, if you listen to the intro of the music, we had um, a song played. So is that song just now coming out? Upper Sense is available right now on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all that stuff. Yeah, it's a project that me and DJ Boogie Bang just put out. But that's one of the tracks on the uh, project, pretty much. And that King that featured you too, right? Mm-hmm. So, no, it's always it's always great because um, I just we were listening to some music before some of my beats, and then getting you guys to nod your head that that makes me feel better. Because, <laughs> like I said, is um, it's not easy to do. Man. Like some people think it's. E- I know some people made it easy because of everything else, but like if you have a true love for it, it is not easy to yeah. do. And it's funny you say that because we, we titled a project that was easy too because we had a project called That Was Easy and our whole thing was a staples button, the easy button. <laughs> and we was like making it like it's more like we're not saying like it's easy because it's really not easy, but we make it look easy. Yeah. And then people walk, and then when I actually walk them through what it takes to do over here and they're like, well, you make it look easy. I was like, well, yeah. it's it's been four years. Of that. Well, it's been two years of me producing shows now. Um, but I got the programs that I like. And it's funny. It's like we come in and we start talking about programs. Like what program you, well, I use it. And it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like a bunch of nerds sitting around talking like, <laughs> well, I use this. Have you seen this? And it's like a bunch of little kids. Like when we used to have Nintendo games, like I got this game. So yeah. technology has come a long way. Um, yeah. I really, I enjoy it. And you know, and I have some programs where I can cheat the system, but I still like going the <laughs> long way sometimes. <laughs> the, um, how did you guys get hooked up together? In high school. And what high school did you guys go to? We went to Arlington High School together. Yeah. This was like back in what, 1982? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. It was back uh, in the early 2000s. I graduated in 98, so I'm a little bit older. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I came out in 06. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you and you look great too. Like you always look great and it's real annoying at times. You ever, do you get, does he not do that to you where you're like, man, he looks good? <laughs> I'm, I have a new balance jeans and a white t shirt and he's King Charming. I know. He's pretty. We know it. <laughs> oh, man. King King Charmin. I really like him. Get him back on. I was like, it's it's charming. Like, oh, okay. Well they can see him. <laughs> Even in, in the ears. They can see him. <laughs> Shout out to all your female friends out there. Woo. So, um, is this your first podcast? Yes, sir. This why I'm kind of nervous a little oh, bit. I'm no. cool though. I'm straight. That's why we always do a little pre uh, pre pre show or whatever, and then that way we can kind of get used to it. So, I remember people used to ask me all the time, and uh, I want to come on the show. You're like, all right, cool. And they'd be like, I'm really happy. To be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. For you. I was like, dude go away yeah loosen up so you guys met in high school and was it like was it over music or you guys just been friends just were friends i can remember we met in art class this i was like Mm -hmm. we was in two different two sides of the field in school like i was in a regular class he was in the college prep classes and we ended up getting in the art class together and he was in there 
and it's ironic he was playing on Fruity Loops on the computer, and I was in there selling chips and pop and stuff like that. I was, I was that kid. And, uh, we just linked up after that. Like it took a couple years. Like the actual the project that we just put out is crazy. It all come back full circle because the guy I worked on a project with. He was like, "Yeah, Kane do music." At first, I didn't know he was. I remember his face, but I didn't remember his name. Then he brought him through. He he booked some studio time. And then I heard when he, when he was delivering them words, it was like, it made me level up. Like, I just like, I got to get better with my lyrics because he coming in here. He sound like Tupac or something. Like, he got flow. Like, he's spitting. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I got to step it up. I brought him in. We just started working. I was like, I ain't even going to charge you nothing. Let's just work. Let's let's make something happen. And then it just it blew up from there. We just been going there since. Going hard there since. And that's yeah. how me and AP started. was like, we was like, hey, we just, I want to work with you. So we figured out a way to work with each other. And then, um, but during that time, do you know what your influences were? Like, like even for me being a 90s kid, is so much different than an 06 kid. Like, you still go back to classics, Tupac, Biggie, mm-hmm. certain things like that, but there's still a whole different style from, like, 95. Like, to me, 95 to 98 was, like, one of my favorite periods of music, right? Because yeah. you had, you know, Nas, Illmatic Content. came out. Yeah, Tupac was out. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest, uh, the whole Date of Tongue, De La Soul. Yeah. So I was a big lyricist fan. But that's that was the 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 time of lyrics. You know, yep. that's when people were actually battling each other lyrically on the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, but then I got into like Red Man, which was like he was a lyricist, but he was still more in like loud, right? Yeah. And one of my all time favorites is still KRS One. Yeah, he, um, he, he, he he's pretty nice with the lyrics um um i think and then um gangstar like do you think dj premier did i bought like whether it was um group home which one guy sounded like really weird but like the beats were um really it was it was just so different because he used a lot of bells like even with the gangstar there's a lot of bells in there yeah. I'm, I'm actually blue on that. Like, I kind of grew up on the West Coast type music, like but, in the Death Road yep. and stuff like that, like Snoop, Dre, and all them, Pac. I, I like Souls of Mischief out of the West Coast, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, Farside. I loved Farside. Lab Cabin, like California. E40. Mm-hmm. Lab Cabin, California is one of the most slept on records because oh it was, uh, they had like drop in there and then passing me by because they kind of did a little. Like what Outkast did a little bit, where they had a little bit more scene on it with I the think beats. I heard that song before. It sounded familiar. Yeah, like, she keeps on passing. Yeah, yeah. I know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she said so. But anything hip hop I bought, even if it was trash, because there was Karma Records, so I could buy it and trade it in. Okay. And then get something different. So I was con- now I feel bad about doing it because I wish I would have kept it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I just anything that was hip hop I listened to, and then it was just like something I could relate to. And compared to like, I couldn't relate to country music because I didn't dig any of that you don't stuff. Like country music. I I appreciate country, like like the old Johnny Cow, the old country. Oh, yeah. But uh, like, I, like, so you know about Charlie Pride? Yes. I uh, see. Yeah, my grandfather used to listen to that a lot, so I heard a lot of that as a kid too. Now with me, it's just if, if the music is good, I will listen to it. I don't necessarily know all the names of the artists or the titles, but you know some of the music I remember and. It's just good music. Like one song particularly I remember is the Farmer's Daughter. Now that's not way back when, but it's a song a buddy of mine. He had hit me too. He was like, "Dude, you got to listen to this song." 
I'm like, dang, that's kind of nice. Farmer's daughter. Mm-hmm. The uh, I mean, my mom every Sunday morning. Mom, my mom's always had like Sunday off, so she would make breakfast: mm-hmm. pancakes, bacon, eggs. And you'd smell it, and you'd wake up. But she'd be playing WKKG Top 100 Country. So this was in the 80s, so I knew all the 80s country. Okay. Uh, But then she started playing John Bon Jovi over. And uh, (laughs) living on a prayer. No, there is no. I I pray that you stop. But mom was cool, though. My mom would let me buy what I wanted to buy. And because I don't think she understood parental advisory. So (laughs) my very first hip-hop group tape it was a tape that's how old i am mm-hmm. was pub, public enemy yo bum rest of show that was my very first one it was like 1989 i think that was my very first tape that i ever bought yeah it was wow but we used to go to big lots after we'd go to ponderosa there was a big lots in my hometown yeah. they used to have these mix of cds that had um bismarcky um utfo the real roxanne um the rapping duke if you've ever heard that yeah that they had all those in randy mc they all had them on a mix like all-star tape uh-huh. out of new york but they, you'd find it in southern indiana so we like we would buy all those okay. and then that's kind of where it started because i was like it was so upbeat yeah. so and now you go back and listen and you listen to how simplistic a lot of the stuff <laughs> of it is roxanne roxanne yeah. i want to be your man because it was yeah. almost like with an R&B flavor on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of like the old school hip hop, the beginning started off drums. It, like it yep. was built off the drum. Yeah. And then uh, the the tribe called Quest. They brought in the the more jazzy era. Mm-hmm. Did you, there's a on Netflix? There's a show about hip hop on there, right? And they talk about Q Tip, mm-hmm. how they'd be working on the sample and this beat all night, and he'd come in and just erase all of it. Like we're starting completely over. He became that much a perfectionist. Oh, Damn. Man. Because I love De La Soul, and then there was there was called Native Tongue Family, De La Soul, Jungle Brothers, um, uh, Jungle Brothers, and then Tropical Quest, and then um, the uh, the Buster Rhymes first group that he had. Flip Mode Squad. No, before that, like he was in uh, he was in a group before that. It was called their song was called um, Just Another Case of the Old PTA. Um, Leaders of the New School, I think that's okay. what it was called. Uh, okay, yeah. 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 So, like, I just became a nerd and just kept trying to, like, watch and everything. Like, I would tape UMTV raps. Well, it come on while I'm at school. I would tape it, come <laughs> on and watch it. Yeah. Remember the box? Yeah. Yeah, I used to tape uh, videos off the box. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, well, some of my friends had satellite radio, and they would just play. Um, There's, like, a hip-hop station when Dish TV first came out, and it was playing nothing but I, I, maybe that was the station, the box. What was the box? I can't remember. The box was the one where you call the number. You can call and request a song for a uh, dollar. No, I never did that. Now, uh, the box was mainly for people without cable. Oh, uh, yeah. That was basically. <laughs> that was me. Like, we had cable for a while, but then we would have it for a month. You might we, be talking about uh, music choice. I, maybe it was because I had had a couple friends that, you know, that had lake houses, and they would have these TVs, and they would just have direct TV because – or did whatever it was satellite because you they didn't have cable out there and they would have a station it was just all like r&b and hip-hop uh, so when their parents were there we would just sit there and listen to that all the time yeah that might have been music choice what year what years are you speaking of like 93 94 right uh, when satellite tv started like i never had satellite tv but i knew a couple of friends that did yeah and then that's what they would have on the whole time and I don't even know what it was called but i just remember it was like there was no commercials it was video after video after video 
And there's mm-hmm. videos coming out of New York that you would not see in like MTV come out of the West Coast, you wouldn't see. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I just lo- I just loved it. Yeah, I was a baby around that time. Well, yeah. Who was uh, who was your guys' big? Who's each of your guys' biggest influence? <sighs> okay, I got a question for that. Uh, when you say influence, like, what do you mean, and what feel like? So producing? just just musically, Music? period. Like you know, because like there's some people that maybe in hip hop, but they were influenced by like. Um, some other genre that really like hey i really love music but then when it, when it evolved and evolved into hip-hop where you're at now mm. I, it's hard to pick one but if i was to say one i'd probably say like ugk yeah like ugk and really like i'm more i'm like a pimp c fan I, I i grew up on it like and i like i read his book and everything and it's like a lot of things that he experienced in his life it kind of reflect on what i've already done too so it's like it's just like so relatable to me because i produce he was a producer he wrote and produced and that's just like that's why i picked pimp c i would say pimp c because you the last time you on you talked about tupac yeah that now me it is it's between Pac and Nelly. Country Grammar was the first album that I ever bought. What? Yeah. <laughs> Country Grammar Why was you laughing at him? <laughs> Boy, you late, late. What? Man. That was the first that was the first I was what in like seventh or eighth grade. But before I bought an album, you know, this is back when we would sneak on whoever's computer we could or we would go to some uh what a a clubhouse and download me well we would uh, burn the music Kaiser, off of Kaiser. Yeah. Kaiser. <laughs> Man. Oh no, I take that back. It, well no, nah, I, I stole the album from my dad, Mystical. Ah. Uh Country Grammar came out in June twenty seventh, two thousand. That couldn't have been your first C D you bought. It couldn't. That was the first CD I bought with my money. Now other albums like because of 2000, that's where you still had LimeWire and everything else where you could... Yeah, yeah. Kaiser, LimeWire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I'm a big fan of No Limit. I like the No Limit era, uh, the Cash Money era. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's just a, it, it's so many choices. Yeah. Like, that was still when it was on the, the tip of lyrical content still. So... I don't know, well... No Limit didn't have a lot of lyricists. They just had good music. I don't, I don't think they had Mystical, he, he he was you, nice. You would, consider, would you consider Mystical a lyricist? I consider... I'm always good. I always get called a hater anyways. It's fine. I consider No Limit, first of all, Master P is a genius. Very. Because, yeah. of, because he did it without... He got what he wanted from the record label instead of the record label getting from what they want from him. Mm-hmm. But when you put on na na na, I don't care what they say. I don't even care what the lyrics are. <laughs> the same with yeah, mystical, uh, like watch yourself. Like that's the only lyric I can understand. Like you can listen to it, but when that comes on, you just know that if you're playing that around the right women, mm-hmm. they gonna move. Then you're not even gonna care what he's saying. <laughs> but I never listen to. I never go to miss a mystical and be like, I wonder what he really thinks. But you will have to listen to something that's not on the radio. You know no, what I'm, I'm not. Saying? Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. Do a deep dive, deep dive. But like to me, there's like 
songs if i'm like i drive from when i was driving back from detroit like i have a playlist of songs like mm-hmm. hey i need something to keep me up and there's a lot of songs in there that are not lyricists they're just bangers <laughs> yes right the energy they got that yeah at that moment they was training now was to me the worst artist on no limit i don't know how he was eating to shock don't say that man silk was the hardest artist on what no limit. Next to Miska, nah, I ain't gonna say he was the hardest, but yeah, he man, he wasn't the worst artist. He oh my like, god, he could he not ride a beat. You just didn't now, understand him. His lyrics, it's just like right now, like like right now today, they say G Herbo, they say he can't ride a beat, but actually he's snapping. You just don't understand it. It just now like, he he had some lyrics, but he man, some Silk of his was stuff, Lil Wayne before Lil Wayne. What he was, he was the youngest in the camp. Like he was going off, man. Some of his I, songs was nice, but the majority of them, was, man, that shit was trash. So who, who was better? Than, I mean, like who who you think that was like below Silk that was better than Silk in that group or just period? C Murder was cold. Silk had more hits than C Murder, but still he was cold. Silk had more hits than C Murder. He was nice. You know, Silk the Shocker is forty six years old. Oh, yeah. I know I'm forty one, but I'm like I don't remember him being ever growing up. You know, like, you remember him from those videos. Yeah. He used to wear the little beanie hat. Yeah, he's not, he hasn't put anything out in a while. His ver, his his birth name is V-Y. Vashon. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Vashon <laughs> Miller. I know King, King's his middle name, Vashon King Miller. Uh, but I don't think he's put, I don't think he hasn't put an album out. And they said the last time he put something out was September 15th. Uh, feature No Limit Forever in-house producer. Um, yeah, so that's the last time he actually put, put something out. No, I don't think he's still doing Is he still doing music? What year was this? Well, he put out... Um, he's actually He actually acted uh, to 2019, I Got the Hookup Part 2, cameo role, and then he was in 2020's Angola 1, 2, and 3 uh, supporter role. So he looks like he did... He was in White Chicks too. Honey. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even know that. Yeah, he was. A, he played himself in White Chicks, so he it looks like he got into acting a little bit. Oh, okay. Now, when, now when I say this, people look at me crazy as shit. Like they really look at me like, what the fuck? Now, I like Baby, like Birdman. Okay. He okay. scares me. He he lyrically. Do you think Baby is better than Silk the Shocker? Well, nah. Baby doesn't write his own stuff. We know I didn't. That. I didn't say that. I said I like him. I'm not comparing him to Silk. Hey, I like the uh, mm, man. I do like Manny Fresh because uh, yeah. he Manny, made those catchy Manny beats. Hard. Like even if the song was trash, you would just like do do do, and you're just like in, yeah. He had the catchy hooks. He yeah. could, he always gonna say something off the wall. I won't say anything negative even on this podcast. <laughs> Birdman, he gonna tell you put some respect on his you name. Put some respect on my name, and I'm just <laughs> like Fresh what? Be done. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know. So I. I like I didn't listen to a whole lot of that because I kind of went the other way because I'm a, a little bit of a snob when it comes to certain things. If a lot of people listening to it, I wasn't listening to it. Dude. It's a it's a bad personality trait I have. I'm working on. AP's like he'll listen to like AP will listen to like modern music or pop radio. I yeah. won't, and I'll send him stuff like Hey, listen to this. He's like, Oh, that's pretty. So I like getting him into other stuff. Yeah. Like he never heard of. Uh, R.A. the Rugged Man, he never heard of him. So I sent him his new song with Atmosphere, and it's actually it's pretty catchy. He's like, hey, I like that. So, yeah. um, But one question I love to ask everybody is, what's your guilty pleasure? What do you listen to when no one's around? Then you're singing in your car, but if someone caught you, they'd be like, uh, you all right, man? 
Cheryl Crow. That's not a bad one. Who? Cheryl Crow. She's nice. Do you know who Cheryl Crow is? Oh my goodness! It's summertime. You came alive. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! I just wanna be with you, woman, too. <laughs> oh man! I can't believe you don't know who Cheryl Crow is. Is that the lady with the black hair? Uh, I'm gonna pull it up for you. I'm trying to think. Um, well, that narrows it down to about a couple million people. I'm trying to think. What's up? <laughs> You don't know this song? LA. <laughs> I love it. I'm lost. All I want to do is have a little fun before I die. There's a man next to me out of nowhere. I propose nothing. He says his name is William. This is some 90s shit right here. I never heard this one. This is her this is a song that broke her. Is it? This is a song that from this is a song that um broker in the mainstream was this one all i want to do is have a little bit of fun hmm. I, I mean it was this has been on movies it plays in all the gaps if you ever walk in the gap and then uh, any place that's a muzak radio station this plays everywhere oh man so mm -hmm. what what song cheryl crow song do you listen to though that one i think it's summertime or summer days it's the one with kid rock no oh thank god so he's up here steve i'm trying to figure it out he was looking at you like <laughs> so you be riding and like playing that music yeah sure crow. well oh, that man. one particular song there is a summer day yeah that's that, the song i'm talking oh, about. oh wow that's from 11 years ago this is a little jazzy You know that one? I'm lost. I like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, what is your guilty pleasure? I got. Like, so you saying play it by myself, like me just riding alone and I'll probably play. Yeah, if you're having a moment and you need to pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, you're amongst friends. I don't, and I don't everybody really else mind putting it this. out there. Like I put it like, I, I like, I like Ed Sheeran. What's I wrong like with Ed Sheeran? Uh, yeah, he's nice. Shape of you or, but if you want to go like guilty pleasure, like something that I probably wouldn't play, like Ed Sheeran, I go live on Instagram and be playing that type of music. But something that I wouldn't play. You ever heard this song, The House Don't Fall When The Bones Are Good? <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Oh, I just pulled it up. I want to see what this is. I don't know her name. I heard it on the uh, Marine Morris. Yeah. Have you ever heard that? Mm mm. She snapped. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. You know this song? I heard it. Yep. I didn't know that Man, was. You the must name be having a rough day when this. Do you need this? <laughs> home stretch. The hard times we took a hard left, but we're all right. Yeah, life sure can try to put love to it, but we Man, that's good. You like that? Right. Yeah, so nothing's yeah. ever gonna move it when the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Yeah, the pain. Could 
Wow, that is that that is. Now, when we worked the errands, what was that radio station we would listen to? Uh, it was a Pandora one. I know that. Now there was a, I say like last year or the year before that, there was a time where my wife would just. Is that considered what alternative or? Yeah, well, that's considered that's considered pop. Okay, well, we were listening to a pop station, and that's where I, you know, kind of got into different. I got to know different genres or you know different artists from pop, and I'm like, all right, well, this yeah, is cool. See, I started catching it from when I was driving Uber. Like you know, you getting you be driving. Like sometimes you have some black people get in the car, and then you, I turn to ninety six point three, but then I. When I have like other people get in, I just turn it to the little other station. I go to the next station over, and then it's playing country music and stuff like that. So I'm I didn't got familiar with a lot of that music. So when you say other people, do you mean Arabia? I mean like any other race other than black. Like <laughs> honest, I'm just being honest. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. So this is one of my guilty pleasures for two reasons, right? It's a live, it's a live version, and be, because of what the house, the it's at Wembley Stadium. So it's this one right here. It's pink, but she's singing the. F- <laughs> let, let me finish. She's singing the four nine blonde song. If you remember that one from, you might not remember that, but this is the one that like, like when I'm in here alone, and I'm like, man, I really want to make it one day. Watch this crowd, and you're like, okay, you can keep going and working. Just, just. <laughs> So I'm, I've always been a big Pink fan, but I came across that video, and that's Wembley Stadium. And that's not even her song. That's from Four Nine Blondes. Hmm. And the crowd's like, sing it, and they just take over. Yeah. And could you imagine that coming at you? 
and that's why I love that video because I'm I because I'm not a big fan of going to live music because I like to be able to hear the music and I know yeah. sometimes it's, it's experience I get it yeah but like right there and I'm just like that's just one of my favorite videos ever and then every now and then I'll throw on Myers Iris <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. No, I've said exactly. it on all the other episodes because, but I only like Miley when she was with Black Guys Miley with, <laughs> with, with Mike Will. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the Jordans. Yeah, yeah. and then the the um, I can't think of the other song. I it's uh, I think she got no, she got one with Juicy J or something. I mm. think so, but it's the one where um, it's our party. Um, it's like the it's in the Hollywood Mansion. She does it. It's like right out. It's um. But we used to play it on Spudcast all the time, and it make me die laughing, because I'm like, this song is uh, which one was it? I'll just try to find the name of it, real fast. I don't like when I switch computers, and all of a sudden, none of my search. Well, I'm kind of glad my search history is not saved after doing this <laughs> podcast for all these years. <laughs> Shit gets weird in here. So, but it's interesting to see guilty pleasures. Um, of what people like because you never know because like i love all forms of music i really do um but because you have to respect now i'm gonna ask you guys this question too is do you agree there's entertainers and then there's artists yeah yeah because i was uh what was the uh what was the the big concert they just had law palooza yeah, now some some of that shit was boring. Like the music was nice, but it just was not entertaining. Like the performances were just so. It just like I, if I was out there, I'd be you know I'd be shitty. I paid for this. Yeah, because if you watch Meg The Stallion's part of it, like you see the crowd was into it because she was dancing and she made it like an event. Yeah, but with a lot of the rappers, some of the rappers like you couldn't understand them, and they kept walking back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So, because it was little baby who got in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and then um, he brought out Tory Lanez. Uh, that was his are, special. Are you talking about the baby? The baby. Sorry. Talking, that was Rolling Loud. Yeah. Rolling, rolling Loud. Yeah, Rolling Loud. But Law of Palooza also happened too in Chicago. So oh, there was yeah? two different events going on that went Rolling Loud, then Law of Palooza. Okay. Okay. Because I think because at Rolling Loud, um, he wasn't supposed to be, Tory Lanez wasn't supposed to be near Meg the Stallion because of the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta read him on Twitter because he'll answer people. Like most celebrities just leave and so no, he he goes back at people. He's kind of funny. <laughs> the uh so what is your guys's um the bring back to you guys, what are your guys' plans now that well COVID is down, but it's starting to ramp back up. Do you guys have any we're gonna play anytime soon or you're gonna play anytime soon? Yeah, I just did a show last week. It was can't tell you the name of the location, but the event is called Unplug. It goes down every month, and uh, basically that's what Boogie Bang be throwing him and his crew. But moving forward, I don't have nothing booked yet. But if they trying to book me, you can reach me at Trillion Cuts on all streaming platforms. I'm easy to find. And, and then, um, do you have any videos planned? Videos. Yeah, I got uh, I got a couple of videos in the works, and I'm trying to get him to drop his first video. He got this song right now. It's called Top. Was it Top Back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, song nice. Yeah, I'm we uh, to- we actually, you know, we working on we working on 
got some can things I let them know? Got some things in the works. We got some things in the <laughs> yeah, works. Come that back we, and talk talk about yeah, it. Yeah, like you guys are always like when we're not out of time, but you guys are always welcome. Like I said, is I do this now for people I want to talk to. Yeah. Um, before, like you know, I would we book guests and get people to come down, and I'd just be like, yeah, that's great, that's great. Shut the fuck up, that's great. But now, like, I want to have people come down. Like, we're friends, and then he's like, "Hey, I got this. So if I can help him, then that's that's okay. kind of the the program that that's where the foundation after about a year started with us. Was like, we want to help people back and forth, and and then create like a platform. You know, however many people listen to this. I mean, if we can get two listeners to go listen to your guys, then that to me, that's two. You know, that's whatever we whatever I can do, and that's just kind of my personality. So I don't look for. I, I don't want to be famous. Like I'm not saying you guys do, but I don't. So do you think you could host the event? No, I, I've hosted events before. Yeah, oh, you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I've done st- I've done stand up before, which is more nerve wracking than my father's <laughs> oh, eulogy. Man. More nerve wracking than my father's eulogy. Believe it or not, that's on my bucket list. Oh. Like I said, when my, my music career is over, I got to at least do it. I just want to try it once. Yeah, just, that's something nice. Dude, it was funny. when it. The, I bombed at Joker's, and then I went to Kettle Top. Shout out to Kyle Buck. Um, Uncle Buck's house comes out on Mondays. Um, but like he's like, man, just go back up. So I went back up on Wednesday and did a great job. Oh, man. And then because my jokes were based around my name or whatever. But I remember I was with Moy the first time I did it. And he said Moy. His name Jeremy Moy. Yeah. The Asian sensation. <laughs> He's the one that taught me it's about her hand size, not yours, sir. It's her hand size. That's a true story. I was just well, like <laughs> I was like, what? He's like He's Asian. He's like, I'm Asian, man. So like I look at their hand size, not mine. I was like, Oh you got some problems. But um, <laughs> But we were standing there and I don't drink and I I was standing there looking at him and they're like, Come to the stage next, uh, host the Smugcast podcast, BJ Robbins. I go, Moy, I forgot my jokes. <laughs> so I don't remember anything. I was like, I don't remember anything. Do you remember him? Do you remember him? And then like on my way to the stage I kinda calmed down a little bit. Okay. I mean one of my bits was about it was so bad they were so awful. One was about how my dad died and people were like uh, debt collecting on their funeral because we didn't pay for it. <laughs> like just Man. just awful stuff. And then about my name, like one of the jokes was like, yeah, I was like, you know, my dad's name he beat you because he said that's what I should have been. <laughs> and the lady goes, wow, that's awful. And I was like, well, it's still better than the original name. He was like, well, she goes, what's that? Abortion. <laughs> Not everybody's an abortion joke yeah. fan. Just to let you know when there's three uh, white chicks sitting there that are woke. Oh uh, yeah, they get offensive. No, no. They they were they were they were uh and then the worst experience I had, not the worst experience, but I was sitting over in a corner they have a couch in, in Anderson for open mic, so I was over there just kind of walk around getting my head right. There anybody could do this open mic. First timers, whatever. A lady in a wheelchair, electronic wheelchair came in and did it. She tried to describe her grandson. She's white. With the N-I, blah, 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 blah. She tried to use that as an acronym. And she said it, and she left. And all you hear is clang, clang, because she's trying to get through the metal door with her wheelchair. I didn't hear it. So they're like, next to the stage, BJ. And I was like, hey, guys, so there I got one. Good to be here. And they're just like, that lady's dropped the hard R. And there was one black guy in the audience, and everybody turned to him and was like, are you okay? <laughs> Worst experience I've ever been to. Because I didn't know about it. Because yeah. I was up here like, hey, guys, what's the deal with airplane food? And they're like, uh, some act to follow. 
Oh. Yeah. It's still it's still one of those great stories though. Bombing is terrible. I guess it would be like if if you book a show or something and like one person's there, it's it's kind of the same feeling. You cause you still push through to make sure you know you do what you're supposed to do, but and like right here, you're just like, oh god. So, but bombing's the worst feeling I've ever had. Man. It's like forgetting your lyrics on stage. <laughs> Has it ever happened? Hell yeah. You be rapping like we'll be rapping with me. I I forgot what, what show was. It? I think it was at the Emerson Theater. Ah oh, man, I had to save him. <laughs> man, I forgot my whole. I was into it and just forgot. How did now? You guys have done a lot of songs, right? Yeah. Whether individually or together. And I asked Concept this in the hip hop artist, and he's and I asked him about a few songs. He's like, Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Like, I don't even remember. He's like, How's it go? Do you guys have songs that other people know? And then they say it too, and you're like, Yeah, I don't, I, I can't, not in a bad way. Like, I just can't remember the lyrics. But once you get started, you might be able to remember it. Yeah. I've been recording since I was like 14. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of songs where somebody might send me something like, I rapped on it. It's I'm like, when did I record this? I don't even remember this. Yeah, it's yeah. It's when people ask us, they go, uh, "Hey, you remember the episode you did where you talked about blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "I've done like 500 episodes." Yeah. Like I, like did it? I did that. What did I say? You got a refresh in the memory. Yeah. And they're like, "You know what you said?" I'm like, "No, no, I don't." <laughs> yeah, I think I can go as far back as like maybe two 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 thousand eight. After that, anything before then, I know spotty stuff but a lot of stuff i've been still looking for like old cds if anybody got them like i'd be like man i just want to hear it yeah who's uh who is new like mainstream you listen to because there's not a whole lot of new music i listen to like i like futuristic he's been out for a little bit i don't know if you've heard of him he's based off the west coast actually no he's based Mm. out of uh minnesota i think you said who futuristic futuristic it's uh um he's i actually it is it's something that's a little kind of a throwback a little bit to um um what you what we used to hear what i I guess what i grew up listening to a little bit um nas's new album drops friday though nice he got a new album or actually I'm, i'm gonna put this out on friday so it actually came out today yeah, no, <laughs> I just I just decided that right now as we were talking because <laughs> it's my show and I can do what I want. That's why podcasting is great. What's his the, album title? Uh, I got it right here. I didn't even know he was dropping it. I know he had, he just came out with one. What? He just did a song called EPMD back in April first, twenty twenty one. Um, then he didn't he have an album that just came out like. Maybe the beginning of this year or last year. This one. Or maybe it was just a track with him, Jay Z, and uh, it was Nas, Jay Z, and the new album's called King Disease Two. Yeah, it comes out. That's what's coming out on Friday. Okay. Or today. Today. <laughs> Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, Nas's new album, King Disease Two, to feature collaboration with Eminem. Okay. Yeah. So it has Eminem and EPMD on one track. Holy shit. That's uh that's some good stuff there, kids. So that that definitely will be out um today. Like I think I asked you this before I'm gonna ask him. How much do you think death has to do with legacy when it comes to artists? And I always get shit for this, so I have no problem asking because 
Like I'm thinking, it's if Jay Z is still alive, right? Like, hey, he's one of the greatest. But we don't talk about Jay Z the way we do t- Tupac or Biggie because they passed. Mm-hmm. Because I think they look at Nas was considered one of the best of all time, right? And then now he's older. Like, oh, Nas album coming out, cool. I take Jay Z over Nas. I ain't gonna lie to you. But if if Tupac did not die in Biggie, and also Jim Morrison, let's say Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. Kurt Cobain, do you think they would still be as massive as think, they were? I think Biggie and Pac would. Because it's the Beatle effect, right? I could care less about the Beatles at 41. Right. Like right now. Yeah. But you see, but also if they it, I'm talking about inactivity, right? But also the Rolling Stones. I think I think Pac would have still been like relevant, like but it probably wouldn't have been on the No, no, music. I'm not saying not yeah. re- I'm not saying not relevant. He would have been relevant. Yeah. Biggie would have been relevant, right? Yeah. But I'm talking about would they have been as huge as they were and as upheld if they didn't pass away. I think so because they were already, you know, they already had a nice control over the masses as far as the East and the West Coast. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, I know it's different, but in the same breath, it's like a Beyonce and a Jay-Z. I think yeah, I think Biggie would have he would he would have adapted to like the new sound of what's going on because like if you notice like around the end of his career he was trying to like rap fast like Bone Thugs on that uh what's the song they did uh, Notorious Thugs yeah because I always believe in sight unseen right yeah because I didn't realize Gene Hackman one of my favorite actors of all time is still alive like because he hasn't been around and he's one of the best actors of all time right. Yeah. In the same way, if you if you look at like Joe Pesci went away for a long time, one of my favorite actors. That's and the I, short guy, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. How am I funny? Um, but it's just something weird to me because I think people's death, two two point like Pop Smoke was murdered, and it's weird as I watch an interview with somebody, um, the guy who runs the South, not the what is his name? Mm-hmm. He runs Baby. the. What's that? Little baby? No, no. He's a record producer. Record. The guy owns a oh, record. Oh, you talking about Jay Prince? Yeah. Jay right. Prince was warning him to get out of the house, Pop Smoke, that he heard through some people. That oh, they, he was? I didn't know nothing about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of clips. I don't sleep a whole lot. But Pop Smoke or whatever, think about how much he's going to grow because of his death, considered if he was still alive. And it just goes back to, like, it just enhances people. I'm not dissing them because they they have yeah. success but like i think if someone goes longevity wise i don't think they're held as high as they usually are and it's and, and you go through and look at some of the biggest hip-hop stars of all time i mean you look at who's i mean obviously tupac was big but he tupac never did arena tours he was doing like hard, those hard rocks biggie never really did stadium tours no, they never really got that. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I think. Their life was cut too short yep. to even experience mm-hmm. it. But now you got now Kanye. I think if if he would if something happened to him and he would pass away right now, I think he would he would his he'd be le- a, like a ultra legend. Yeah, even though he had people listen to a, a listening party and making them wait. Yeah. So you think he'd be like Michael Jackson status? He wants to be Michael Jackson status. Um, Kanye is. He's such a unique, unique artist. Now, if he passed away, I say he'd be damn close. Yeah, because of what he done with the shoes, and what he's done with the fashion, yeah. what he's done with the music. Mm-hmm. I think early Kanye's beats were just like, and he said that like on one of the songs they changed the drums like five hundred times. 
just little tweaks because he, that's why Dota is it called Dota? The name Donda. of the album Donda. Donda. I'm sorry, Donda. Yeah. Think of Dota Bird. Donna <laughs> was supposed to come out, but he wasn't happy with the production. Jay Z recorded the night of the they leaked the uh, or showed the thing on iTunes. Jay Z recorded his verses at 4 p.m. that day. That's how far behind they were on that process. Hey, but did you know that iTunes like he shut down iTunes that day? Like, because we were trying to upload our album. Like, it was already yep. set to upload that day. It was not on there. We could not get it on there for nothing. Like, he shut down the whole iTunes. It, because he's, he's like, like I said, he's on a different, he's on a different level. So, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and, it's, and it's hard is, it's easier to make it, but still it's hard to make it now. Because right now we have a studio. We could do whatever we want to do, make beats, music, put it out, put it on iTunes and stuff like that. Um... Do you feel like some music's watered down? Yeah. I mean, now it's like you can't... It's hard to fail, really, honestly. Like, because it's like... You may not... I, I can go outside and try to sell CDs, but somebody might not like it, but I still got the internet. Yep. I can go online. There's somebody across the world that's listening to yeah. it. Yeah. So it's really kind of hard to fail. Like, as long as you dedicated to it, and it's really like quantity over quantity over quality nowadays. But, like, I like the... I like the involved quality i like i try my best to make the best quality music i i can and sometimes but, that's what but the newer music like that's coming out a lot of them if you notice they don't write lyrics no more yeah. that's why it's like it's no it's no structure in the music like it's no real it's social, it's social media stars yeah it's like more about making a meme making a making something that people can quote in their pictures because yeah, a lot of us a lot of it's like i said it was um the one of the guys i was listening to was um um his name was futuristic and it was like something that here's turn it a little bit but it's something i listened to that i really liked was um what he was doing is um it's it's futuristic and michael manili it was it was it was positive He did it all on he did it without a record deal. So I have Apple Music and this just popped up one day and I was like, fuck, what is this? That's like, uh, what's the dude Because some people say they sound like Logic a little bit and I'm like, hmm. But my favorite song, if next time you next time you're around the ladies, Russ. Yeah, I like Russ. He yeah. did it without a. Uh, he's independent. Uh, th- this is the song you need to play for the ladies. This beat's crazy. Yeah. 
Growing up, everybody said I wouldn't be shit Had a lot of goals, they told me I'd never reach them Who wants to be a millionaire, I'm feeling like Regis Women on their knees for the kid like I'm Jesus Jesus, I be in her stomach like a fetus Rappers trying to give me L's, but I'm undefeated My teachers told me I should listen to their speeches Now I come back to the city and feel the bleachers Believe me, I've been doing everything I planned I ain't talking candy bars when I say who is this again? That's what I got in my hand Take a pic from Instagram I don't think they understand I do it, do it, do it Yup, I do it, do it, do it Yup, I do it, do it, do it Yup, I do it, do it, do it Got them singing like that's my favorite part is the la 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 part because when you go to make beats and you hear stuff like that and i'm like oh how'd they do that because when you start making beats and, and all of a sudden you listen to music totally different like all of a sudden i was like oh i wonder how they structured that i wonder what and i'm like oh there's a there's a there's a snare okay there's yeah. a clap there's a snap oh i wonder where they got that yeah. sample from it makes music so much more fun in my opinion because it makes you more involved in it and when i heard that one it was just like i just it just it, that's what i was talking about early off show like something like that where you're just like you know you just want to like kind of more a beat but i keep making stuff that makes like the yeah, sad I mean, music yeah. that you're listening a lot to of right different here. dynamics you I know mean, certain sounds he <laughs> can't put me in a box <laughs> like right now honestly like i've been in a lot of r&b vibes lately trillion like, cuts new cd <laughs> all about that love <laughs> nah Nah. Who's your favorite R&B? Jay Fuqua. Ah, favorite R&B. <laughs> you ever heard of him? Yes. Oh, you heard of? Him? Yeah. Okay. Favorite R&B. That's mm, a tough one. I, I like a lot of. I, I can't say that I have a favorite. I like a lot of them. I like a lot of them. Jay's nice. If I had uh, to say like like international, I, I would go with Bruno right now. I think he's killing the game. Bruno's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just so many. Like, cause army has changed so much. Yeah. Um, you know, because I mean, you had it used to be R. Kelly, Usher. And when I was growing up, you had like Boys the Men. You had like these real New set edition. New yeah. edition, a shy. 702 yep. total. Yep. And then um Call Me Bad. The only reason I say this, they're on New Jack City, one of my yeah. favorite movies. They're out they're uh they're out there by the fire um they're by the fire pit singing. There's there's one, yeah, that's the dude that I can't remember the name they of the band. Gerald Levert and them yep. there, Levert. Yep. And then they have the uh I wanna sex you up with, the, <laughs> with, with some of the world's ugliest band that are in R and B I know you're talking about. <laughs> you're what you doing you seen the yeah. yeah but they're ugly as fuck i ain't never seen it's like <laughs> oh man now ain't like a one black dude yeah um, and he uh, looks like Mr. Italian Italian. Yeah. or something oh my god it's so um because it never made sense to me i was like why why are these guys in this movie or why are these guys on the soundtrack but the, i listened to it then i saw them I'm like why <laughs> it's a little oh, weird man. uh if, if there's one person producer wise or even artist wise um who would you want? Who would you want to work with? Whether it's local, some big, small, or anything like that. Or are you talking like dead alive? De- any uh, dead alive, anytime. Producer, I'm let you answer that one first. <laughs> well, locally, a producer I want to work with. His name is um, what is the stage name? The dude right. His name is Devin, if I'm not mistaken. Um. 
I don't even remember his last name. Devin. Who he produced for? Like what? what he name? did. He did Rob song. Ah, okay. That uh, on my mama. Yeah. Him. I would love to work with uh. I would love to work with Kanye. I would say like. You said Kanye. Yeah. I'd probably go with like DJ Tomp or like Mouse on the Track. Yeah, Mouse on the Track. He nice. Yeah, because it, it's one of those things where it's um, and if there's one person that you can have on the track with you. One person I, that could be on the track with me. Yeah. I had to say uh, as far as what? Chris Brown or Drake, uh, Kendrick. I mean, it's a lot of them out there. You think you can hang on the track with Kendrick? Yep. You can go bar for bar with him? Yep, I will have to. <laughs> Let me see. That's car me bad right there. Okay. That's the ooh ooh. That's them. <laughs> I wanna sex you up. They kind of look like in sync. Well, they got fucking looks like uh, Shre- or, uh Screech right here. I'll say by the bell. Robin Thicke. Yeah, and this yeah, he looks like one of the Fatone brothers. And this I don't know, man. It's just I don't know what this picture is right here, but it's just I don't know if that's one of them or not. So, um. I know. I just that's what it looks like, man. It's just like this big. Oh, the singer was arrested. Oh my God, that's one of the singers. Oh man. Good lord. I know how it feels to get big, but I didn't get arrested though. Thank God. I mean, the um, we so when wow, I called the dude. His name is Will Resinover. <laughs> is that is that one? He's of the, a local. Is he Will Resinover? Yeah, that's the one you talking about doing. Will E, that's okay. his name. Will E Resmo. Well, that's Willie. Willie. So, um, shout out to Willie. It, it it always be interesting because it's it's always funny when you get in, into like a whether it's a podcast like this or a studio and how well people mesh. Um, and that's pretty important when you guys are in the studio together. So, do you guys? have a lot of people in there with you or is it like a small group when you go in there our recording process is way different like usually mm-hmm. he come in i already got the hook ready because like when i record i usually don't record nobody around me. so you probably wouldn't even think i wrote my stuff or you wouldn't think i made the beat because i really don't like to be around people when i'm working i've recently just started filming myself making the stuff but for the most i come up with my best work when i'm alone me that's too. just how it is i mean like he'll come in he'll just sit there like he be sitting in his phone. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to feed off. Like, I got certain artists that'll come in. They kind of give me that energy. Like, let me, we'll talk, and then I'll turn it into a beat. I can make something on the spot, but then there's some people that come in, I just can't do nothing. Like, when I, when they come in, I try to make a beat. It just don't come out. So how, like, you two came in, and then I'm like, hey, guys, I'll play, I want to play this for you guys. Like, that's how I do it. I don't want, yeah. like, I'm, I'm the same way. I like to be back here by myself. And then just because I don't think people, one time I had, uh, the music playing out the speakers and on my headphones 
and the same loop played for 12, 15 minutes in a row until I found one. Until I want. And people around this house going, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that same thing's been playing for an hour. Do something with it. I do that for like three days. I know. Like, I would play the same beat for three days. because I, I, I was I walking outside some... smoking heaters going... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta like, let man, the beat I know talk it needs to you. So I'm trying to yeah. think what what can I put in here? What can I add to it? And then uh, AP was over here last night. I was messing with one. He's like, "Well, I think it needs this." And I just walked outside. I was like, "I don't know what that is." You're saying this, but I was like, "I can't just say this on this thing." And I wasn't frustrated at him. I was frustrated at myself because I knew what I wanted, yeah. but I couldn't find that couldn't find because I had the, I had the two beats. I had uh, had the beat where I wanted it, but I wanted to add like I was like, "All right, I'm gonna try to find. I want to find a little bit of." Maybe a slow horn or something, and it, I had a couple. It sounded like shit, and I was just like, I just couldn't get it. And I was just, I just kept. It played for like forty five minutes in here. I just kept walking around and trying, couldn't find it, and then, yeah. and then I just saved it. And I was like, I'll do that another day. Yeah, I've, I've done that with a lot of beats. I I just love. I think it's awesome that even if I don't dig the music, right? That if you write it. And you make the beat, you're recording it, and then you know someone else engine to be an engineer is insane to sit there and listen for little defects. Yes, um, just did it. Yeah, to me is if you really look at the music <laughs> process, the people that do any of that part of that, it's like it's awesome. And they hate me. Let me tell you why they hate me because I will tell you, hey, go back do that line over. I didn't like. Come on, you didn't get it out clear. We can't hear. It. I can't hear. It. I can hear what you're saying. You know what you're saying, but I don't know what you're saying. What but are you that's saying what right I there? that's what I like about him. You know, I don't, I don't want you to let me go in there half stepping like shit. Yep. Correct me. And that's the way Ryan was. Is I we went over there and I had the raw beats, just the wave, and he was like, "Okay, all right, you see your drum right here," and he's going through and you're seeing how the EQ is you're you're too high, so he brought it back down, and then mm -hmm. he was like, "Okay, see how this leveled up, so it's hitting here," and I'm like. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, then, like have you ever seen the EQ cheat sheet? Uh, no, like I watched him go through EQ, like he has a dual monitor set up. Yeah. So he's going through these dual monitors. He's like, see, you do this right here and then like right here. And then like after 10 minutes, I was just like, Lost. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like I wanted it. It's very complicated. Ryan's but... awesome though, but he'd be like, all right, so you see how you did this beat here? I really like this. It's kind of like, so, so have you heard of this artist? All right, here, there's this artist. What do you think about this song? And I'm like, did you take, did you, did you take your HDA Madison, bro? <laughs> but he's he's super smart. He plays guitar. He plays drums. He's in a band. A bad boy, and then he's a um he's he's an engineer also, and so like and um but he's so he's so super supportive because he's the first that gave me this the keyboards like hey I know you're making beats. I was like I looked at this thing like oh no big deal. I looked it up used. It's still like two fifty used for that thing. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe it because that's the one the iPod went in. The iPod. Damn. Yeah, so yeah. you put your iPod oh, in. throwback. Yeah. 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 And I looked it up just out of curiosity. And I was like, 250. I was like, wow. Yeah. So, but my next big thing is I want a big keyboard. But I just keep adding shit in it. How you just going to just build it up. So. Next thing you know, you're going to have a whole radio station. <laughs> well, do you have kids? Yeah, I got a little boy. I got three boys. Uh, one's about to turn 18, 17, 16. And I know you got little ones too, right? Mm -hmm. Mine are a little bit older. But I tried to do this stuff for myself, but also show them like, hey, yeah. like don't wait till you're 37 years old to be like, hey, this is what I want to do, and don't be afraid of what other people say. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. What is um? So what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna do what's called the the uh, we're gonna do two things: is the shameless plug of your social media, where to find your email, whatever you want to get out there. 
Um, and then we'll go to King over there. Okay. I mean, well, you can find me at at Trillion Cuts on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all that. At Trillion. T R I L L I O N. Like Trillion, more than a million. K U T Z Cuts. He started with Snapchat. Yeah. And I, I thought he's I just lost it. It's all streaming <laughs> platforms. So and then um King, go ahead with yours. You can find me uh King Charming on Facebook. You can find me King Charming Eleven on Instagram. King Charming oh King thirty nine on Snap. Uh basically it's just King Charming across the board. All right. And so we're playing you heard the first song um as the intro and then now we're going to be playing another song off here what song are we going out to uh this is the single off the uh project that was easy too it's called cut like that so and then um like i said as guys thanks for coming in you guys are always come down like just we we just did over and like i said over an hour and five minutes like that damn man just because like and that's and i would say that is that's why it's great conversation yeah is we see you're talking about music and stuff like that and then um anything you guys send send it to me like i said is and then um that was that was a over air yeah well shit i got more to talk about when's your acting gigs coming up do you still have some coming up i do yep um i have one coming up the 21st and the 22nd of this month i'll be in uh kentucky i really can't say nothing because pr- production isn't done but i'll be in kentucky and i just recently got signed to the helen wells agency oh wow yeah so acting and music and everything like that so if you had to pick acting or music which one would you do if i had to if i had to pick yep shit that's tough i mean i started out with the love for music but i love acting too so i would figure you go with music this is only why because of all the freedom like you you could control your music now more than you can control your acting but that'd be like if i had to choose i would choose music because i love acting too like movies and all that stuff i think it's great but i think you have a little bit more control over your music than you would acting i would have to have a nice ass deal i don't want nobody (laughs) yeah yeah, I think he he more he more into the acting than the music. Cause he's pretty. That's, <laughs> look, that's, that's pretty that's pretty black Aaron that's, over look, there. That's baby Ice T right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that teacher you killed? That was my mother. Homicide cop. Two kids missing. <laughs> you know how Ice T got the movie for New Jack City, right? Hell. Mario Van Peebles heard him in the bathroom talking shit to someone else. <laughs> True story. True story. You can look it up, I swear. Oh man. They were in a club and he was talking shit and they were and he was just he just came off cop killer. I don't know if you've been here since then, but I have the original cop killer C D over there with the cop killer on it. Oh man. Someone got it for me. It's one of my favorite gifts. I and I don't know if nice. I should talk about it, but anyways, uh but that's how he got it. Cause when when I was a kid and I was like, Oh my god, Ice T is gonna be in a movie and I was like, He's playing a cop? Hey, he played the hell out of that role though. That was one of my favorite movies. Yeah, he played the corniest the part in the mo- the, the the corniest part in that movie was when he said, "You old biscuit head." That <laughs> shit was so stupid to me. <laughs> nah, the part you remember the part the hardest part where he's like, he said, "I want to shoot you so bad that my, my dick's, dick's hard." hard. <laughs> yeah, 
he's yeah. like, I should, I should have killed you myself. Mm. The worst part in the movie is Pookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Help me, Scotty. I'm going to die. <laughs> Help me, Scotty. I'm going to die. Judd Nelson was great in that movie. But Mario, Mario, <laughs> Mario Van Peebles was like, that was his, uh, that was his movie that I think he helped produce that movie or whatever, but I watched that movie over and over. Yeah, that movie was put together. But think about it, though. They yeah. took over an apartment community. The Carter. The Carter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need lookouts here, here. here. And I was like. That's not happening. And I was little and I was like, does that really happen in New York? I'm not going there. Because, <laughs> I mean, that was one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah. Boys in the Hood. That that one was good. Menace to Society, that was a tough one to watch. So was Boys in the Hood because of the ending. Because they actually gave real endings. Like, hey, it doesn't always end good around here. Yeah. 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 Um, what was your... All right. So, if you're stranded on an island, you take one album, one movie, and one book for the rest of eternity, what would it be? And, a, and like, Forrest Gump soundtrack counts because I know it's a dual disc, but it's still one CD. You said one album, one book, and one movie? Yeah. And you're stranded on the island. Anybody give them stranded on the island? How do I have a Blu-ray player? All right, let's just think. It's fine. We'll we'll find one on there. Okay, let me see. Because I asked this over the weekend when I was in Detroit last week to the people who were having dinner, so we didn't talk about work. So I was trying to think of what, and this is one we used to mm-hmm. ask. It's a tough-ass question. Now you minimum of you have twenty years left of your life minimum. From now for the next twenty years, you're on that island. That is all that you have. Could it be like a trilogy? Say or yes, okay. I will allow okay. trilogies. Album off top. Let me see. Okay, I would say Tupac All Eyes on Me. That's a that's a great choice. Movie, I would have to go with The Temptations. Okay, <laughs> and book. Iceberg Slim Pimp. All right, so I mean, so you're entertained for the next twenty years with there. You're good. good. I can watch Temptations all day. <laughs> all right, for me, let's see. The album would have to be Nas Illmatic. Uh, the book, it's a trilogy. It's called True to the Game. It got three. It's three parts to it. Yep. And the movie, I would have to go with. Um, I had to go with Paid in Full. That's a good movie. So when we were sitting at dinner, those are all great choices because it, it kind of makes you think. So when we were at dinner, I, I'm, I was talking with him. I go, I said, I'll take this as my um, as my movie. I'll take this as my album. And then I'll take a book on how to survive on an island. And they didn't get the joke. Like, they're like, I said, I'll take this as my, my album. I'll take this as my um uh, movie, but I said the book I would take is How to Survive on an Island. Hmm. Uh, and it's not a real book, but they're like, man, I should have thought of that. And I'm like, Dude, it's, a, it's a joke. Like, why would, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to the Stranded Island. Yeah. Mine oh, would man. actually be Stephen King's Nightmares and Dreams Escape. It's a collection of many stories. Okay. It has a great, um, if you're somewhat of a religious person, um, or if you believe in God and angels, there's a great thing called The Beggar and the Diamond at the back. It's a great small tale. It, it makes you think about, about humility. It's one of the best stories I've ever read. I still think about it to this day. Short story short is there's this angel sitting on a cloud, and God comes down and says, why are you sad? He's like, well, look at this man. It was a homeless man walking around, had one shoe on. 
you know, and and stuff. And he's walking around. And he goes, God, like, why would we do this to one one of these persons? So, so God goes to Africa, picks out the biggest diamond he can, and puts it like a hundred yards in front of the beggar. And but at that time, the beggar's having a bad day, and he's like, well, and he closes his eyes. He's like, well, at least I'm not blind. Uh, at least I'm not deaf. And at least I can blah blah blah. And he walks past the diamond. They. So he found like, hey, at least this is not worse. God picked up the diamond, put it back in Africa, and he's like, so it's kind of a story like, what you have is what you have. Be thankful for it. Yeah. That, that what that yeah. diamond going to do for you? So that's one. That's one of the stories. And there's one where someone gets buried in a live Cadillac. So it gets the book's kind of wild. So I'd probably take the Forrest Gump soundtrack, which sounds bad. <laughs> he got a soundtrack to that movie. Yeah. What songs are on there? Like oh, there's there, it's a two disc. It's like thirty six songs. I'm happy you, you looked that up. You so it had, so, but it, there's no hip hop. That's the only downfall of I mean, it. And that's cool though, because like I find like a lot of songs I sample don't be hip hop. Yep. And then so it has like um, um, fortunate son, Creedence Clearwater revival songs, and it has like John Lennon song, Beatles songs, country songs. So you get a variety all day. Am I on this island by myself? Yeah. I'm, I'm probably had to take me a. Uh, a Here it comes. A I already knew. I yeah. knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take the point of Yeah, you're on there with a, a bunch of red bottom orangutans. So have just you know, if you get lonely, just go out there. Oh uh, hell no. Nah. Because that'd be the weirdest thing. You, you wake up. Want to hear some monkey? <laughs> I would just, be, I would just be mad with no monsters and cigarettes. I'm like, man, man. What am I gonna do out here all day? Mm, I'm sure you can make a cigarette out there. I know I'd probably end up smoke like a poisonous leaf. Hey, <laughs> I'd be in a be high as ever. Pull the cast away and build me a boat. <laughs> Take four years to build a boat. <laughs> build an ark. <laughs> I don't know. Just the fact that my phone wouldn't be ringing, I'd be like, I'm cool with all this, whatever. So um, that's one of my favorite questions to ask, is because it always sees what like what people would say on it. So, yeah. um, King, about your social media. If you don't mind, King Charming across the board. That's on all of them. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I vaguely use Twitter, but uh, Snapchat is just King Charming or King Charming Eleven on um, Instagram. So, like I said, is like I said, is thanks for coming down. Appreciate it. we had a lot of fun. Um, is there? And then what song are we going out to again? Uh, it's cut like that. Cut like that. Trim cuts and DJ Boogie Bang. So I'm excited to hear that one. Guys, like I said, thanks for coming down. Um, anything you need from me, just let me know. I'm, thanks for the gifts, though. I appreciate you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, I'm always uh, always excited to have everybody down. So I'm going to play, play out to this song. Hope everybody's having a great Friday. I'll be in Detroit next week if you want to get a hold of me because I don't know anybody in Detroit. But I'll be on 8 Mile Grass if you need me. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys later. All right. The formula, the formula. Whole lot of ass, body full of tats, but I'ma fuck over with my dog ass. College education, she a hood rat, and she love it when I when I throw them racks. She ain't know that I was cut like that, and I ain't know that she was cut like that. She ain't know that I was cut like that, and I ain't know that she was cut like that. Hey, I don't even got
got a letter, but I'm ballin' no drag. Back in, callin', so I'm headed to the cash. Money in the bank, a couple racks in the stash. If you racks about three, and they gon' say he bout a bag. Double shot of faces, got a nigga on the floor. Two double shots, got a nigga train to go. Three double shots, got a nigga like whoa. Looking for a tip drill, where she at? There she go. Good mama, five seven. With knees like Megan. Got ass like Trina, pretty face, straight fresh. Flexing like a wrestler. I ain't gon' test it. But if she let my dog ass in it, I'ma stretch, stretch her out. Whole lot of ass, body full of tats. But I'ma fuck over with my dog ass. College education, she a hood rat. And she love it when I, when I throw them racks. She ain't know that I was cut like that. And I ain't know that she was cut like that. She ain't know that I was cut like that. And I ain't know that she was cut like that. It's boogie bitchy, and I'm back the fuck you thought it was. Passed the blunt and caught the buzz. Oops, I meant to lick the buzz. Spent a couple dollars on that ass. You see it's working. Head game of toast. Shit, fuck the bitch a burkin' in the club. I'm going stupid with it. Blondie go to IU and that ass foolish with it. Eat it up, yeah, uh, that's that good nutrition. Wrote all in the walls, now I'm very superstitious. <laughs> hey, and she in the fitness. Quiet on the dick, ballin' like the Mavericks. Very far from Mavericks. Used to be down, but now I'm having sin. Every hoe used to be down and still on my dick. <laughs> Whole lot of ass, body full of tats. But I'ma fuck over with my dog ass. College education, she a hood rat. And she love it when I, when I throw them racks. She ain't know that I was cut like that. And I ain't know that she was cut like that. She ain't know that I was cut like that. And I ain't know that she was cut like that.